Hey everyone, it's Kira from KiraWilliamsFitness.com and today I am doing a solo cast or a solo podcast, just me and myself talking about overeating, binge eating, what to do, how not to do it, how to knock it off, how to live and eat in a way that is aligned with your goals so that you can achieve what you want, whether it's to feel better, to look better, to have more energy, to lose fat, to build muscle, whatever your health and fitness goals are, I am here to support you in that journey. And it's really important to eat in a way that supports that journey as well. And as we know, if we are overeating or eating um, poorly, if we're eating, you know, not so great quality stuff, if we're eating way too much, um, if we are eating in a way that causes depression or gives us anxiety or makes us unhappy, gives us digestive distress, any of those things, then it's not for us. So just as like a little disclaimer here, I am in no way a therapist or psychologist. Um, I am a nutrition coach and personal trainer. I've been in this space for over 13 years at this point, and I have had my own personal journey with binge eating and overeating and working on my personal relationship with food. Um, It hasn't always been fantastic, Um, and I've been working with others for since 2010. Um, so this is not meant to be any kind of, um, therapeutic tools or anything along those lines. Um, these are just simply ideas that may help you. They have helped me and they have helped many of my clients as well. So, um, if you have, if you believe that you have any kind of disordered eating, I definitely recommend reaching out to a specialist, um, who can help you deal with that. But In the meantime, if you are just looking for some tips that will help you change and help you maybe reframe your relationship with food, then this is a really great place to start. Um, So like I said, we are going to talk about um, a couple things that you definitely shouldn't do after you have binge eaten or emotionally eaten, um, as well as one thing that I definitely recommend that you do do, um, as well as 10, te- 10 tips that have helped me with this as well as my clients. So let's just get right into it because it's just me, right? Um, actually here, let me just tell you a little bit, um, tell you a couple of my stories. Um, so you have a little bit of background on my uh, my personal relationship with food. So at this point now, how old am I? 41 at the time of this recording. That is wild. I feel like I'm 27. Um, and I, you know what? I identify as a 27-year-old. <laughs> so, but nonetheless, I was born in 1981. Um, and gosh, when I was 
a teenager, um, I ate terribly. I ate so bad. Um, I would like come home from school and just dive into the chips and Okay. So it was like back when low fat was a thing and I would take fat-free cheese and sprinkle it all over baked, not baked delays, but like baked Tostitos. And then I would microwave it <laughs> and then cover it in fat-free sour cream. Um, the thought of that, that rubber cheese <laughs> is ridiculous in my brain right now. Um, because now I know what is in that and I wouldn't put that in my body anymore. Um, but nonetheless, that's kind of how I ate growing up. And then when I went off to college and it was up to me to feed myself, I got to eat whatever I wanted. And that was, um, I used to make entire batches of macaroni or, um, hamburger helper, but, I was a vegetarian, so I would take the like there they were from Morningstar Farms at that time. Um Morningstar Farms like fake hamburger crumbles and I would microwave that and then put it in as my hamburger meat for my hamburger helper. And I would literally eat an entire box of hamburger helper all in one sitting. Um, and I would also make Velveeta shells and cheese and eat that all in one serving, like the entire box with all of that fake cheese that comes out of the packet that you squeeze out of the packet. Um, I would, I was a huge fan of Pop-Tarts and toaster strudels. I would, at this point, I had moved away from the fat-free cheese, but I would eat like entire jars of Tostitos queso with the lime-flavored Tostitos. I would get entire calzones, cheese calzones, and eat an entire calzone on its own. Um, and I would wash all that down with high C. So that was like when I was in my twenties and let me tell you, like, this is like when I was like 20, 21, it did not serve me. I had no energy. So even though I was consuming all of that energy, I mean, all that stuff, you know, I was probably consuming 2,500 calories in one sitting, but I just didn't have any energy um, because that stuff just doesn't really convert man, it doesn't really convert to like actual, like, I mean, it does convert to usable energy, but it just, it slows you down. So, but the whole thing, the whole reason that I ate like that, and this is me looking back on it now, I was filling a void. I was 20 years old. I'm sure my hormones were crazy out of whack. Um, I'm sure, you know, my neurotransmitters, weren't in a great place. I was depressed, man. Um, I was constantly trying to fill a void and that came with food. Um, but I know what I know now. Um, and I'm grateful for that experience because I now have had it. I've experienced it and I can promise you, I will never go down that path again. Um, I, to this day, I think that I kind of have a little bit of food trauma. Um, I, well, I would not ever eat Velveeta shells and cheese just simply based on what is in it. But I look at things like Velveeta shells and cheese or cheese calzone, like that's a better one. 
I wouldn't, I won't eat it now because I think that I have like traumatized myself because I hated myself so much back then, but that's what I ate. And so now I just kind of associate, associate those foods that like heavy cheese food. Yeah. I really don't like, I love like hard cheese. Like I love getting like cheese and charcuterie plates, stuff like that. Um, I love having a little bit of cheese and salad, but the thought of eating something with melted cheese, I can't do it because I just associate it with that time of my life when I was so unhappy with myself. So, you know, now when I get a burger, I, make sure that there is no cheese on that burger because I cannot do the melted cheese. It just, it takes me back to a place where I was just so, so, so unhappy and I can't do it anymore. So it definitely caused me, I don't know if I would say trauma, but it definitely caused me some kind of like psychological issues there. Just having that association. Um, And then eventually I, you know, started my journey to, I will say weight loss because when it started off, it was for weight loss. I lost 20 pounds by doing cardio and restricting calories. And I still can't say that I was eating well at that time. Like I wasn't eating in a way to nourish my body, but I was eating in a way that allowed me to lose 20 pounds in just a few months. And then I did started, I did begin to educate myself in my late twenties Um, I started lifting weights. I started, that's actually when I started working to become a personal trainer and I started doing research on food, food quality, and the role of blood sugar balancing and the role of macro and micronutrients and actual nourishment. But keep in mind, this is only a few years after I had been quite overweight and really hated myself. So at that time, it was just all about being as skinny as I could. So I was definitely under eating and to the point where I would be so hungry that I would literally eat an entire, like I would eat a half a jar of peanut butter because, you know, I would go two or three days with only eating about 1200 calories. I was reading fitness magazines and they would say, you know, this, this fitness model, you know, this is her meal plan. And it was like 1350 calories. And, you know, it was like chicken breast and tilapia and broccoli with some hot sauce. And that was kind of what I was eating. I would eat like that for two or three days. And then obviously, I was hungry. And so what did I do? My body was like, Hey, you're going to eat. And it wasn't in a healthy way. So at that time I was doing a lot of, I was going to spin class. I was running. Sometimes I would do spin class and run in the same day. Um, I remember at one point I was like, I'm going to start waking up. I started waking up and going and getting on the elliptical for 20 minutes before I went to work. And then after I got off of work, I would do spin class and then go to yoga Um, I was also walking on my lunch break. So gosh, I mean, I was blowing through calories and then only eating about 1200. So I was in a major, major deficit. And so my body was like, no, you are going to eat because that's what you need. Like you need calories. I was otherwise like, 
I was going to, you know, like basically like that's a good way to make yourself really, really, really unhealthy and your body is going to do whatever it needs to do to keep you in homeostasis. So I would just like binge eat on that peanut butter. And I mean, I still to this day like peanut butter. Um, I am very mindful in the amounts that I consume because I can get very out of control very quickly. Um, But that's taken me a long time. I, I wasn't even able to have peanut butter in the house for a long time just because of my lack of control with it. And we'll talk about setting boundaries here in just a little bit, but um, you know, and I know that I'm not the only person who has struggled with this. I, I work with so many women who, you know, they drastically under eat and their energy balance is way off. It's, you know, maybe, maybe you've even trained yourself to live on 12, 13, 1400 calories when really you're burning like 28, 2900. And you have trained your body to do this for so long that you now have a slow thyroid um, or low thyroid hormone production. Um, This is actually, this is a huge part of the population that I work with. So if that's something that you're struggling with, please, please, please reach out to me. Um, I'm pretty well versed in thyroid um, disorders. Um, and I've done a lot of trainings in this because I work with so many women who have low thyroid. So it is, is a huge, um, issue. And I think it's going to continue to become more of an issue in our society. Um, because we all really want to try and we want to do it all. We want to lose weight and we burn the candle at both ends. And that's just one of the repercussions of doing that. So that's why, um, I have a lot of, I have a lot of training as well as experience in working with women who have low thyroid, but thankfully my body never got to that point, but it did allow me to really understand what it feels like to have that poor relationship with food. And so, you know, even to this day, my relationship with food is something that I have to, I don't take it for granted. I work with it on a daily basis. Um, I, you know, used to overeat for sure to fill a void. I, you know, have a, thankfully have better coping mechanisms now, but that's been a practice. And I'm going to help you with um, some of the things that are talk to you about some of the things that have helped me. So I really need to get into this before I keep going. But one other thing is I wanted to share too about myself is my, my tendency. I know a lot of us have a tendency to overeat during times of stress and emotional hardship. And I do understand that while I don't personally overeat. Now I am that person who will withhold food from myself and restrict myself because I have associated, like it's this deep, deep psychological, like I understand it's not logical, but it's this deep, like deep seated psychological belief that I am more worthy when I am thin 
therefore, if something is a terrible stress in my life, I have a tendency to restrict food or withhold food from myself. So that is something that I have to always be conscious of to not let myself go down that path when I am experiencing emotional hardship. So I get it. I understand. And this is definitely not something that I take lightly when I speak on this stuff. Um, So anyway, two things not to do after you have a binge. So this is very simple. Don't gloss over it. Don't just sweep it under the rug. Don't just say, oh, well, you know, next week is a new week or tomorrow's a new day. Let's try again. I mean, yes, do that. Tomorrow is a new day. And I mean, shoot, next hour is a new hour. The next minute is a, a, a new minute. You can take one deep inhale and exhale and say, okay, I have I have a new breath now. I can be a different person. I can change this. Yes, definitely. That's a good mindset to have, but we don't want to just gloss over it. We don't want to sweep it under the rug because at that point, you're not learning from it. You, I'm not saying that you need to drag yourself through the mud, but don't gloss over it. Because just forgetting about it is going to enable you and allow you to go through this over and over and over. Um, you know, I I have experienced um, like anytime like Tyler and I get into a fight, if we get into an argument, if we're just like wake up the next day and we're like, oh, hey, sorry about that. And then like never talk about it again. It's probably going to happen again. Um, I'm sure you've experienced that in your relationships too. If you and your husband or partner, um, significant other just get into an argument and then you're just like, oh, hey, sorry. But then you never go back and address it. Then it's probably going to come up again. So the same thing applies in this situation. If you just gloss over it and sweep it under the rug, then it's probably going to happen again. And we don't want that. But the other thing that you definitely do not want to do after you, Benji, is judge yourself and drag yourself through the mud because just doing that is going to, it's going to make you feel terrible. It's going to bring you into victim mentality because you're just going to beat yourself up, right? So when someone is really, really mean to you, how do you, how do you act? You know, you get very defensive, right? If somebody comes up to you and they're just like, you know, you're at work and they're like, you are really terrible at your job. You're just like, oh, F you. I am like, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, You're completely out of line and you hate that person, right? (laughs) Well, the same thing happens when you talk to yourself like that. If you're just like, oh my God. You are such a fat, lazy slob. You can't get your life together. If those are the words that you tell yourself, then you're going to become really defensive. You're going to, you know, you're going to get really angry and you are not going to be able to convince yourself to make better decisions by doing that. You are far more likely to get yourself to make better decisions by saying, hey, 
I know that today was a really rough day and this is, you decided that you were going to come home and, you know, drink an entire bottle of wine and eat an entire sleeve of cookies. And that's not a great choice. You probably don't feel really great, do you? And you're like, no, I don't really feel great. I feel pretty hungover and groggy and bloated. Um, And you're like, okay, well, listen, we're going to meet ourselves where we are today. And after, you know, we have a really rough day again today, we're going to do better. Cool. And you're like, okay, cool. And then you high five yourself and, um, and then you do that. But like, if you're like, Hey, you're such a fat, lazy slob, of course you came home and drank a bottle of wine and ate a sleeve of Oreos. You're disgusting. You're just like, I am disgusting. And then maybe you fall into that victim mentality. And that is not cool because if you're busy being a victim, then you can never be the warrior, right? And then you just start feeling sorry for yourself and you're like, I'll never be able to do anything. And then you're just like, okay, well, this is the life that I live now. And then three months go by and you're like, I don't fit in any of my pants and this sucks. I'm depressed. Well, that's not a great solution either. So meet yourself where you are. Don't judge yourself. Say, hey, listen, today sucked. What what can you do better next time? Which brings me to the one thing that you should do, which is try and learn from the situation so that way you can grow. Um, so ask yourself questions, you know, how was I feeling leading up to that binge? Did I have a really rough day at work? Was someone a real jerk at work? Um, were my kids a hassle today? Did I not get enough sleep the night before? Is my, is my battery low where I was just like, really need to recharge? You know, did, have I been burning the candle at both ends? Have I been doing any kind of self-care? And you look at all of those things that led up to the moment that you binged and try and find what it was that caused it. What made you make that decision? Um, even if it was not like a conscious decision, but you're just kind of like doing things on autopilot, look back, like walk yourself back through those steps. I understand that sometimes people kind of black out and like come to, you know, halfway down the bag of Chex Mix, but try your best to kind of look at all the moments leading into when you opened up that cabinet, you grabbed that bag and you opened and started chewing. Try to learn because when you learn, then you can grow. And so that kind of gets us into the 10 little tips that have helped me and my clients that um, will work here as well. So, you know, I understand, like I said, you know, sometimes we do have that like blackout and then come to, you know, halfway through a bag of chips or whatever. Um, We want to try to eliminate that as best as possible. So the way to do that is really, you have to slow down. And this is the first tip because it's 
the most important one, but it's also in some ways the hardest. Um, Slowing down can be really challenging for us. It's really challenging for me. In fact, um, earlier today, like I didn't really have a whole lot on my to-do list and I'm like, oh, I'm so bored. Um, I'm really bad at slowing down. I can't, I'm not like a relaxed kind of person. Um, So I trust me, I know how hard it is to slow down, but um, you just want to try and be as present as you absolutely can, especially when it comes to making eating decisions Um, or, you know, when things are super hectic, when you're really stressed, when you're having a bad day, when you're feeling low, really try and slow down and pay attention and make all of your decisions from a very conscious place. So that's the first step. Um, And that's also going to allow you to that space to decide if making that decision to continue eating the chips or going back to the kitchen for an extra brownie or saying yes to the third glass of wine when you can slow down and really pay attention, then you can make those decisions from a very conscious place. And that allows you also to do the second tip, which is ask yourself what you really need. So if you are out to dinner with your friends and you're in a fight with your partner and you're, and your friend's like, yeah, yeah, have another drink. You're like, ah. Okay, if I have another drink, then I'm probably going to be pretty tipsy and then I'm going to go home and I'm going to still feel, I'm going to feel really bad, you know, about the fight. I'm going to like kind of feel bad about myself because between having that third drink and then getting home, I'm going to beat myself up and then I'm going to be in this really bad negative state. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have that third drink because I am going to have to go home and I am going to have to have a conversation with my partner. Or maybe you're in a situation where going back to just, you know, like having a really bad day and you come home from work and like the easiest thing is just to go through the drive-through because you're like, I've had a really crappy day. Like I deserve French fries. You can ask yourself, okay, what do I actually need? Do I need those French fries or do I need to go home and just slow down, make the dinner that I had planned? I've got all the ingredients for it. Maybe if I just go home and immerse myself in this recipe, I can turn my mood around. Um, And then the third tip is to investigate and try and find correlations. So that kind of goes back into the that one thing that you should do after a binge, um, try and find as many correlations as possible. So if you are in a habit of every night after you after you put your kids to bed, you have a glass of wine and, or you have, um, ice cream. Is it, is it a conscious choice or are you doing that because you're staying up too late and your body is craving sugar because you actually need sleep? Um, are you just doing it because it's a habit? Are 
you know, are you doing it because you're trying to fill a void because you're actually like deeply unsatisfied with something you, you know, you hate your job and you just want to stay up late so that you can have some TV time, um, awake time where you're not at your job that you absolutely hate, but just do like be an investigator and try and find the correlations. And then once you know what those correlations are, then it's so much easier to, Stop just making the choices from an automated place. Um, the fourth one is a pretty simple tip. Um, don't let yourself get super hungry. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Don't let yourself get super hungry. You, it's so, oh my gosh, when, when you have like low blood sugar, then you're going to have cravings. You're going to have sugar cravings. So you don't ever want to let yourself get really low blood sugar. Um, because then it's going to be, you're so famished. You're like, I'm just, I don't care. I'm going to eat anything. So doing that, you know, not allowing, not allowing yourself to get super hungry will help you make the decision, the best decision for your body and your goals. Um, Also, don't restrict yourself because I don't know if you're the same as me, but the second that I say, oh, you're not allowed to have that, I want it. So like, I don't even like ice cream, but if I were to be like, yeah, you can't have, you, you can't have that Rocky Road ice cream and be like, what? Yeah, (laughs) watch me. Um, Don't restrict yourself. Understand that any food is perfectly okay. You can have anything you want. Now, some of those foods might not make you feel so great. Like if I had ice cream, I would get extremely bloated and I would have a very upset stomach. So I look at ice cream and I'm like, I can have it, but it is so not worth it to me to eat it. Um, With wine, if you tell yourself like you can't have wine Monday through Friday, you're going to be like, yeah, okay, watch me. Um, but you might want to say like, hey, listen, you can you can totally have wine, but keep in mind that tomorrow morning, you're not going to want to wake up super early and get your workout in, which is more important, and then make your decision based on that. Um, which, okay, so I guess number tip, number five and number six are the same. <laughs> um, no food is off limits. So it's kind of, that kind of goes into there too. It falls into like, don't restrict yourself. And then that, well, the don't restrict yourself is a little bit broader too, because, you know, like I said, when I was on that path of eating 13, 1400 calories a day, and then I would be starving after three days and I would eat half a jar of peanut butter and feel really bad about myself. That was restriction. I was restricting my calories way too hardcore. And so of course I was binge eating. So we don't want to do that. We want to focus on energy balance. Um, If you need help determining how many calories you burn in a day and about how many calories you should be eating, that's what I do with my clients. So reach out to me. Um, we work on that together. And so that way you're not under eating and you're not super starving and it's easier to make the right decision for your body and your goals. Um, number seven is provide yourself with other self-care. So we want to look at all of your facets of life 
and all of the things that are of value to you. Um, and make sure that you're caring for yourself in all of those facets of life. So I, I had a dream the other night of like, I want to try and describe it. Um, imagine like a pie chart, right? And it's divided up into like five or six different you know, segments. And you've got this one segment of your pie and it's like work. And then you've got another segment of your pie. It's called family. And then you've got another segment called like personal goals of things that I care about and so on and so forth. And you've got all of these things, um, these facets of your life. And then you, then there's like rings that start from like the very middle that go all the way out to the end. And then in my, in my brain, you could fill out this pie chart. Like you could shade in the pie chart. So if like my work life kind of sucked, then I might only feel like 10% full. And then, but like my family life is like super awesome. I feel super supported. You know, I have a great home and everything's like totally great. Then that might be a hundred percent filled in. But then like my personal goal stuff is like, yeah, it's pretty good, but like there's definitely room for improvement. Maybe that gets filled up 75%, so on and so forth. And then you look at it and you're like, oh, wow, you know, my work one really super sucks. And then this goes back to that correlation thing. You're like, I have been binge eating every single day when I get home from work. Well, look at that. There's the correlation, but then also I'm looking at my, like at my whole life. And I'm like, man, I'm really lacking in this like career department. Um, and then you try and provide yourself as much self-care as you can in that facet. Because, you know, if you're just going like, well, I'm going to give myself self-care and you're just like, I don't understand why all of the bubble baths and, you know, massages aren't really doing their job and you're still overeating, you know, you're just trying to fill up you're filling up a bucket, but it might not be the right bucket, if that makes sense. Um, tip number eight is set boundaries with others and possibly even yourself. So just communicating with people. Um, like I am definitely down to go out to dinner for you, go out to dinner with you. However, I just want to give you a heads up ahead of time. I'm not going to be drinking. Um, or if somebody asks you to go run an errand for them, that it just doesn't, it's like, that is like the last thing on earth I want to do, then say no, it's fine. Or if someone brings you something, brings something to work and they're like, hey, I made these really awesome like brownies and you're just like, I know that I'm going to go home tonight and I'm going to split this cookie that I got from this bakery with my husband. You know, you can say, I would love to have one of those bounties, but I'm good right now. Thank you so much. Or maybe you take the brownie home with you and you split that with your husband for dessert. It's okay to say no. It's okay to set boundaries. If you don't set boundaries with others, then you're going to betray yourself and that just is going to make you feel really crappy. And it's also important to set boundaries with yourself too. Like, hey, 
You are not going to stay up until 11 o'clock at night watching television and scrolling on your phone because you are getting up at five o'clock in the morning and you are going to the gym, pretty woman. And you listen to yourself and you're like, okay, all right. I'll listen to my boundary. I am a very pretty woman. Thank you. And then you get up in the morning, you go to the gym. Um, also understanding that <laughs> habits really help. Um, automating things. Every Sunday I get up and I go to the grocery store and I meal prep. That is a habit. That is going to make your life way easier and it's going to be far easier to have follow through with a healthy diet because you've got all that healthy food in your house that you shop for and meal prepped. Um, having the habit of every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I go to yoga every Tuesday, Thursday, I lift weights. Those things, they really make a difference and they make your life a lot easier or you know, if you know that you need to be able to order order out um, for Friday night with your family, everybody wants to get takeout on Fridays, then you have a couple places in your repertoire that you always order from and they have really great salads that you totally love and enjoy. And it's a habit that when you go to such and such, you know, like Ted's Kicking Chicken, you always get the kicking chicken salad that you love. So that becomes a habit and that'll make everything easier. And then the last thing is just knowing that discipline and compassion do, there is a balance. You can have balance. You can be disciplined. You can also have self-compassion. So excuse me discipline to get your butt to the gym, you know, five days a week. But if something comes up and you can only really make it four days, you are not going to beat yourself up over it. Or if, you know, you've got that discipline of I meal prep every Sunday and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I take my lunch to work and it's all good because I've got that discipline. But on Friday, something came up, like somebody ate some of your food, maybe the chicken spoiled, something, or or somebody brings in a catered lunch from your absolute favorite pizza place ever. It is your favorite pizza ever. And you have a slice of pizza on Friday instead of the salad that you brought to work. You aren't going to beat yourself up over it. You're being compassionate with yourself. You're like, man, I love that pizza place. I don't regret one second of that choice. You can be compassionate with yourself and have discipline. There is a balance to them. Anyway, those are my tips. Thank you so much for listening. Like I said, this is the stuff that I do with my clients. So if any of this stuff spoke to you, you need help with this stuff, this resonates with you, this is something that you want to work on, please reach out to me. I 
accept clients on a one-on-one level anytime. I offer group coaching four times a year. All of that can be found on my site, which is kirawilliamsfitness.com. You can always hit me up on social or email me kira at kirawilliamsfitness.com and let's chat. Let's work on this. So I look forward to speaking with you and please leave me any feedback. Um, and let me know if there's anything that you want me to do another solo cast on. So thank you for listening.